to the Fuzz NBA podcast. Hello and welcome to the Fuzz. It is Saturday, the 26th of October, 2019. You know what that means? The NBA is back! It's back. It's Michael We're Keith back. here. Yeah. It's Byron James. Feeling rigid. How yeah. good does it feel? It feels just like when you first fuck. <laughs> oh, that's rude! I know, but that's just how it feels. It's just the truth. That's yeah. the beauty of it. Yeah, you don't know what's going on. You're like, oh shit, I think I'm doing it right. Did <laughs> LeBron really just... Is he washed? Is he not washed? He, oh, after today, he's not washed. He's back, is Luka Doncic really the second coming of Christ? Yeah, he's epic. He's totally epic. Anyway, we're going to dabble in all these things. We're going to skim over the league at the moment. We're two days in, three days in, and uh, we're going to go all over the show with this. Exactly, yep. We're going to preamble the real deal and the real concern. We're going to dip our toes in. Yes, we are, Michael. We're going to see how it feels in there. All this and more on this episode of The Fires. We'll be right back. Perfect. It out, 14 to shoot, 26 seconds to play. Nets are down by one. Irving, step back three. Oh, Kyrie Irving buries it for the lead. So we just had a lovely afternoon. We were sinking beers and watching some Lakers first jazz and good victory for Lakers. They needed that. They did need it, yep. Pretty disappointing from Utah, i got to say. Yeah. It's almost like... They sort of just slipped back to who they were last year, especially offensively. They were just really clunky and awful. And that was with Donovan Mitchell having a good game too. Mm. Uh, again, he was shooting over 50% till the very end. I think he just maybe took one shot, which sort of slipped. Yeah, he's dropping down to 46. Yeah, but still a good a good efficient game for, by Donovan's standards. Yeah, Donovan's standards, exactly. But um, quiet game from Rudy Gobert, eight points. Mike Conley, what a start. Not the start that Utah fans were hoping for. No, what has he what has he shot in total so far? It must be like two from twenty five or something. Yeah, he's ridiculous. Looking shit. <laughs> so through two games, Marcus Sol is two of seventeen and Mike Connolly is four of twenty seven. But do you know what? Those guys are old and they'll be alright. Yeah. They'll come around. Oh mate, you know? I'm not concerned about Mike Connolly in the least. He'll come good. Yeah, I was gonna say so. We annually do a real deal versus or a real concern episode. And we wait about a month through the season to sort of, to really sort of make some predictions. But I think today it'd be nice to sort of just dip our, our toes in and get our, get our feet a little bit wet. Yeah. Um, I don't think Conley or Gasol are going to be on that list. Well, mate, Gasol's an NBA champion. He's coming off the back of an NBA finals win. Yeah. I've got no concerns about Gasol. I mean, yes, he is old, but... But Utah's offense could be there. Is it the real deal or is it still a real concern? At times, obviously, we can't make a judgment off two games. The game one, they looked great. Today, they didn't have Bogdanovich, which, mm. you know, is obviously a big deal. I think integrating a, a player of Connolly's status is always going to take some getting used to. I've got no concerns for Utah whatsoever. But, yeah, I think they did miss Bogdan Bogdanovich today. The other thing is, like, you know, the hot takes fly. They fly off the handle after one or two games. It's just the way it is. Oh, it's, I love it. You've got to really factor in a, a bunch of stuff. Like the other thing is, is the Lakers' defense good? Maybe it is. Maybe the Lakers' defense is the real deal. Well, I can't remember any game last season where they held a team to what was it, thirty-seven in the first half. Yeah, like that was something you didn't see last season. Yeah, exactly. So maybe you know Utah struggling without Bogdanovich. There's like, no reason though why Lakers starting five shouldn't be a great rated defense. You yeah. think about it. I mean as long as LeBron's doing his part, you've got AD 
I mean, Javal can hold his own. Avery Bradley was, I mean, I know he's a bit washed, but he was considered one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. Especially by his own teammates or people who had a vested And Denny Green's no snatch. I mean, that guy had like four steals and a couple of blocks today. Yeah. So here's the thing about the Lakers' defense from what I've seen in two games is the times when they've looked vulnerable is when the other teams start to make shots from the outside. Mm. I think against really good three-point shooting teams, they're going to struggle. Yeah. All that size that they've got, even though AD and JaVale McGee and LeBron, mm. you wouldn't call them slow. They're still slower than three-wing players, like legitimate sort of 6'6 six, six wing guys. Like a Kawhi and Paul George sort yeah. of setup. Yeah, so, so, you know, like, obviously they're going to clog the paint, and I think the Lakers are going to be really hard to score against in the paint. Yeah, but I think that they are going to give up the three pointers, uh, and I think if teams are good enough to shoot them well, they're going to struggle with that. Mm. The Clippers, I mean, look, yeah. So we're talking about the Lakers and the Jazz, and like I said before, you sort of you've only got these one and two game samples. The Lakers have only played the Clippers and Utah. Yeah. So when we're talking about the Lakers, we're really we don't know exactly, but I feel like it's pretty safe to say that the Clippers are the best team in the league so far. They're the 100%. most impressive team so far, and that's without Paul George. They have looked so good. Yeah, look, I think Lakers, even in their first game against Clippers, looked great. They looked more convincing than they did at any point last season. They could have and won today, that game. And today they looked, they were amazing. I mean, LeBron James was fantastic today. Yeah, he was great. And it was interesting. I mean, I thought AD had a relatively quiet game. And there was a point there where I'm like, gosh, AD's had a slow game. And you actually said, well, he's leading them in points. Yeah. At that stage, he had 19 points and, and rebounds. He's a productive player. Yeah. That's the thing about Anthony Davis. So when you watch him play, he doesn't always stand out. And there are a lot of people out there that think he's overrated. Mm. But he's just so productive. It's a really weird thing. There's a few other players like that. Westbrook's like that too. Yeah. You watch him and you're like, he sucks. <laughs> and then you look at the box score and you're like, oh, he's got 26 points, 17 rebounds. Yeah, um, a few steals. Yeah. 12 assists. Yeah. <laughs> but he's also shooting six for 24 yeah. from the floor. Yeah. Occasionally. Um, yeah, there is that efficiency thing yeah. with Westbrook, but... I just felt like AD looked like he's still finding his feet in this squad, and of course he is. It's his second game. But, um, I mean, it was interesting in the beginning, too. I thought they were reverting back to giving him post touches. He was setting himself on the post and calling for the ball. I'm like, what are you doing? Get some of this pick and roll action that we've yeah. been seeing in preseason. But Yeah, we've been seeing a bit of that on Twitter, obviously. Lakers' Twitter is very loud. Mm. Uh, at the moment, you can't they, avoid it. they're hating KCP. Like he's Fair enough. Fair enough, yeah, but they are really... Like, I mean, he is the most hated person on Twitter right now. Who would you rather have if you're Lakers, KCP or Carmelo Anthony? There's no way Melo is worse than KCP right now. I'd still rather have KCP than Melo. Because Melo's... Really? Yeah, because Melo's just... Melo's going to give you something. No, I don't reckon. Look, he's going to give the opposition something. Just a free <laughs> lane, just free pass to the lane, like... Okay, the thing with KCP is, <clears throat> he's the very first game he was tasked with trying to defend Kawhi Leonard. Mm. He failed. He failed. But guess what? He's not the first person that's going to fail trying to defend Kawhi Leonard, and he, you know, and he won't be the last. This Kawhi's pretty fucking good. Mm. Today he was not that good either. I don't. I'm not going to try and defend KCP and say that he's. There good, was no facet of today's game. Where he's he was better a- than Carmelo Anthony. No, he's not. Carmelo Anthony sucks. No. There's a reason why Carmelo Anthony... I mean, I guess Carmelo Anthony sucks, but KCP is fucking woeful. It's sort of... Um, there's no good option here. I didn't realise that he... I think he has a no-trade clause in his contract for he this did, season. He did last season. I'm not sure if he does with his new deal. Because I thought he's one guy that could we be a tradable asset for Lakers, providing he performs. 
But so far, no team is going to want to touch He's definitely guy. not an asset. I guess his salary is money there, which could be traded, which would be good. Mm. The Lakers do have a bunch of that. Like, they do have a bunch of guys that are on sort of six to eight million that you, you could couple them up and get someone good. But they've already got no depth. So really, like, the Lakers can't be affording to trade two or three guys for one. Shit, no. Shit, no. Okay, so we're on the Lakers. What are you feeling about LA? I had them missing the playoffs, and I must admit, it's only been two games. I'm sticking to it, but I'm less confident in it. Yeah. I was just having a, I was having a stab in the dark calling them a fourth seed in the West. I was really... I don't know if I actually believe that prediction, but I just wanted to stir the pot a bit. Yeah. But um, I'm actually more confident, having seen how this team's played the past two games. So The biggest thing is they haven't had Rondo. He's going to come back and fuck everything up. Yeah. But they haven't had Kyle Kuzma too, and I believe in Kuz. I think... Yeah. Yeah, he's going to get him. He's going to get him fifteen to twenty points a game. He will help their offense for sure. Yeah, and you know maybe he helps their defense as well. Theoretically, he should. There's no reason why he shouldn't. Mm. But um, so far in his career, he's sucked mm. on that end. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Look, I think they actually need Rondo. Like, LeBron was fine today, sort of running the offense through him. He was great actually. How's but, he going to look 60 games in, though? I yeah. just worry about the load management for LeBron James playing point guard. If I was the Lakers, I'd be looking at the buyout market and hoping for another point guard. Mm. You know, the obvious one that people talk about is Darren Collison. He's not on the buyout market. He's just retired to go mm. preach the gospel. <laughs> and, yeah, like, maybe they could get him. Like, yeah. that would be epic if he came out of gospel retirement to come back into the NBA. Cause he's is, only that, like, is that legit? He's left the league to preach so, the gospel? It was something like is that. Is he a Mormon? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I don't know exactly, but it was, it was a religious thing. He's got thing lucky underwear. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. He, but he's only like 30 or 31 or something like that. Yeah. He's, he Darren would Coulson be awesome. Was, yeah, he's, he'd be good. Um, other guys, our very own, Delhi. I've sort of earmarked him as a potential buyout guy that the Lakers might get. Mm. I always liked him with LeBron. I, I th- did. I liked him with LeBron. I don't think Delhi helps him in the playoffs, but I think he helps him in the regular season. Yeah. But then the thing is... In saying that, if Caruso could just be the Caruso of late last year <laughs> yeah. and not the Caruso of preseason, yeah. then you don't really need Delhi. Or the Caruso of today. 20 minutes, two points. Everyone was so high on Caruso coming into this season. Yeah, but he sort of turned out to be more of a meme than an actual player. Yeah. Whereas I think Delhi gives them, could give them um, some actual minutes. But then, yeah, I don't know. There's not going to be a lot out there on the buyout market in the point guard. Mm. Um, situations there for Troy the Daniels Was on fire today He's their best shooter Best three point shooter Oh I beg to differ But he was good You think Danny Green's Their I best I think Danny Green's Their best three point shooter He was four of eight From downtown Had 15 points He had a solid game Yeah guys that can Shoot the three like that Are going to thrive in Oh a, yeah In a lot of Bron James led offense Yep They always have Here's the thing About the Lakers right The reason why I predicted They missed the playoffs Is because I don't believe that LeBron and Anthony Davis can both play 82 games or even 60. I mm. think one of them is going to miss at least 20 or 30 games. Yeah. And I think that could be enough to derail the whole thing. Mm. If you get an injury to Danny Green, yeah, say Danny Green misses 20 games. Oh, Danny Green is so crucial to this that, team. That will be hard for them. Yes. Um, so look, at full strength, and especially there's all this talk they're going to get Iguodala off the buyout market too. Yeah. At full strength in a playoff series with Iguodala and a couple of other pieces that they get in the buyout market, mm. I think they could actually 
go quite far, at least past the second round, possibly even to the finals. Yeah. But I just think yeah, the, the chance, yeah, the chances are that someone's gonna something's gonna happen. It's a long season. Yeah. But yeah. Dwight Howard today, if you look at the box score, he wasn't that productive, but he was doing all the right things, Michael. He got he was just tearing down offensive boards. He was taking the odd charge, blocking shots. Yeah, if Dwight can I be... I was actually impressed with Dwight today. If he can be like a hustle guy and like a, you know, just a... Just play his role. Play his role guy. Rip down boards. Offensive Rub. boards. Rip it down, kick it out. Exactly. Yeah, that version of Dwight. Yeah, he would have been a cannibal for at least eight second chance points a day. I still think that Dwight and LeBron and Rondo, they all need to go down to Miami, see that doctor of theirs, <laughs> get on the fucking PEDs, oh, yeah. get on the HGH, yeah. take a couple of weeks off, guys, just get back to your old ways. Yeah. Don't C- go and see DeAndre Ayton's doctor, though. <laughs> that shit would get you 25 games. Yeah. Nah, they wouldn't do that to those guys. They wouldn't do that to Dwight and LeBron yeah. and stuff. <laughs> They'd do it to... Aiton as a bit of a fucking... As a son. As a bit of a, you know, an example. Yeah. Let's just get this young blood. If these guys could just sort of get on the juice, I think they could have a really, really good season. <laughs> uh, it sounds like I'm, you know, like maybe taking the piss. I'm not. I'm 100% serious. <laughs> I know you are. Go get on the fucking drugs <laughs> and go get good Lakers. <laughs> yeah. Do um, what it takes. Yeah. Even Dwayne Wade could be on it right now, just juicing up hard. And then come back. That would be awesome. After the testing period's over. Mm. What did you think about Dwight Howard fingering that guy's ass? Dwight Hopperwati. <laughs> I love it. That's his new nickname, Dwight Hopperwati. <laughs> Three fingers. Yeah, like, I don't know if he did, but it was you definitely... Were, you straight up said, oh, there's going to be a meme from that. Like, did you see Dwight, like, sort of... He sort of looked like he was... Yeah, there's definitely something... There's a clip going around on Twitter that looks like Dwight just does a full reach around. And you see that guy get agitated. He, starts, he sort of starts... Yeah, but who? it was George Nyang, wasn't it? Mm. That guy's from Europe. He should be fucking used to that shit. <laughs> he should be all yeah. about it. That's it, eh? Yeah. Ooh, it's was, two, that, was that two or three fingers? Yeah, or? it's 2019. Yeah. Anybody can love anybody. I don't care <laughs> what you do. <laughs> That's so true. Anyway, let's move on. But um, yeah, Lakers so far looking good. They need that win today. And LA need to start hot because they have a relatively easy schedule. So they need to come out of the gates hot. Other contenders. So I sort of wanted to touch on the contenders or the people that were, you know, everyone was predicting a certain amount of sort of teams Mm. that were contenders. You know, it's only a couple of games, but Mm. we've already touched on the Clippers. They look like the real deal. The Clippers? Yep. Yes. I think they're going to be... And that's without Paul George. They're, they're just going to go from strength to strength. Yeah. And they've got a bunch of players that they could sort of package for it, potentially. Like, say another star player becomes available, which at the moment it doesn't really look like there's going to be one mm. because Bradley Beal just signed his extension. He said he wants to be part of the... But they're in a way better spot than the Lakers to land someone in the buyout market, someone, say, like Iggy or something like... Yeah, well, Iggy would almost get buried in the Clippers rotation a little bit. Yeah, it, but it that's, that says so much for their depth, though. It depends what Iggy wants. Does he want to cruise to a title and play 15, 20 minutes a game mm. for the Clippers, or does he want to go to LA and, like the Lakers, sorry, and be you know tasked with a real challenge yeah. of playing 30 to 35 minutes a game in playoff series, having to guard guys like Paul George, Kawhi Leonard? Be more respectable. Yeah, like 
Well, the thing with Iggy, he's already been in the best team of all time. Yeah. Which, let's speak about them, the Warriors. The Warriors, no longer the best team of all time. No. I'd actually go as far as to say that they're, and this is what Chuck said as well, mm. straight to Clay Thompson's face. He said, your championship window is shut, it's over. Really? And That's... I actually agree with Chuck. I don't think that they are ever going to be championship contenders again. Not in their current format, maybe in 10, 15 years' time when they rebuild or whatever. Mm. But I think that this version of Golden State is finished. Is Steph Curry like Golden State? It's, do you know what it is? It's, it reminds me so much of Miami after LeBron left. Yeah. And the dream was still alive. Oh, we've got Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh and we can do this and we can do that. Yeah. We've got Steph Curry and Draymond Green and... Yeah. Um, we just signed Goran Drogic, a.k.a. D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Even that works. Yeah. People don't talk about it. But for me, I draw a lot of comparisons between the Heat era mm. and the Golden State era. Yeah. The Golden State era is a bit more condensed. Mm. So if you, if you took the 2006 ring and the, you know, the... Dwayne, it was Dwayne Wade's team then mm. and you converted you know the the opposite to that is the 2015 ring yeah and it was Steph Curry's team even though he didn't win finals MVP he was clearly the best player in the team at that time yeah for sure then KD comes um, LeBron comes in 2010 so they both sort of come they have a four year stint mm. you know they win back to back titles both of them won back to back titles both of them made the finals and lost on the other end of the back-to-back so you know the start and the end of the back-to-back the Warriors lost the Heat lost and then LeBron left KD left and here they are and I think the Warriors are lottery bound even though I picked them to come sixth and you think they're lottery bound yeah they've only pro- I mean <laughs> wow look we also when we're doing our predictions well, we're under the impression that Clay could possibly return and probably would return but now it's Steve Kerr has come out and said that Clay probably won't be returning this season. Yeah. And especially if things keep going the way they're going for them. Yeah. Part, part could, of, Steph Curry could be shut down part in of, January. Again, this is we possibly are overreacting massively because they've only played one game and it's against the Clippers. I know. We're reading a lot into it, but I, I sort of feel like this is it's pretty blatant. What yeah. we've seen. And it comes down to their depth. It comes down to the fact that Steph Curry has no more spacing. He doesn't have the spacing he used to, which showed in the box score. He shot 2 of 11 from three point. But the gravity. But Steph Curry is just all about the gravity. The gravity that he, you know, like fucking Steph Curry. This is what you are. This is what you are without Kevin Durant. Yeah. Welcome to your life, Steph. Without Clay and KD. And then um, and Draymond's comments about KD not fitting in and it's upsetting like because he was one of us. I've seen this tweeted a few times as well about Warriors Twitter and I think I actually can finally follow some of these guys again. You know, the, the kingpins of Warriors Twitter like that Sam Afridi guy and um, Andy Liu or whatever. I, I just I had to unfollow those guys because I just got so annoyed with them. Yeah. And I'll, if I didn't, if I kept following them, I was going to tweet something Stu- stupid something that Adam. would get you sort of arrested or something no but just something that blocked would, you get shut down yeah blocked and shut, would down, get shut down and just like and look like a dickhead like yeah. the thing about Twitter right NBA Twitter is you really you can't tweet what you feel all the time because I write a lot of tweets and delete them without posting them because <laughs> yeah because you just I had one of those the other day <laughs> you don't want to be I try my hardest to not be you don't want to be that Brian Ockinger dude, yeah, eh? you, you don't, don't want to be, be a dickhead. I don't, I'm not. I don't want it to be a place where you. Get In saying that, I'm, I'm actually don't mind him, but yeah. So sorry, I, Brian. I don't want to have Twitter as a place where I get enemies 
and get who into was the that, Who was that um, Australian dude? Ben... Oh, yeah. No, who was that guy? Well, he, he, was, had, he had a verified account and shit. He's out there now. He's been blocked. He was an example of somebody that you don't want to be. Yeah, I can't remember that dude's name. And it's probably better that I don't say his name. But there was an Aussie guy and he was just getting into fights where he could. Would not agree with anything. Was getting kind of mean and We all and nasty love the NBA, you know. We all love it yeah. at the end of the day. Mm. And it's fun to poke fun. And there are some people that do it really well. Mm. Like I think Daman Rangula pokes fun really well yeah i think that justin rowan the Cavs guy yeah he pokes fun really well yeah um you know you don't often get angry at him even when he pokes fun at you know someone that you like or your favorite player or your yeah. favorite team you just yeah. like oh you little fuck. it was done tastefully you know? yeah i think that's what's cool so i don't even know how this where this started this conversation who was gives a fuck <laughs> go with it <clears throat> we're talking about Steph Curry We're talking about oh, the yeah, Warriors Steph. Oh yeah, that, Steph That's because he's going to cop a lot of heat this year on, on Twitter Yeah And rightly well, this, so he, he had open slather to really prove something this season He still was, could He's oh, played yeah. one game <laughs> I know oh, He's no, played no, one we game could, we, could, wait, we could get to the next week's pod and look like real fuckwits Yeah, exactly So like, that's Real deal thing. versus real concern So, so far, we have concern There's concern Exactly. Are the Golden State Warriors <laughs> the real deal or are they re- the real concern? That will be one that we talk about. Why in did Kevin Looney only play 10 minutes? Because I have to admit, I didn't really watch the game. I know that he was. I've seen, so, I just seen I know that he highlights. didn't play in, in the preseason at all and he, he was playing through some injuries. So there's some load management for Kevin. Well, no, he was playing Kevon. through. I think he had a fractured rib cage in the finals. Oh, that'll do it. Um, so possibly he's not fully healthy and they are that shallow, especially with, in the bigs. Yeah. So Willie Colley Stein did not play. No, he's got an injury as well. Yeah, right. He's got something wrong with his foot or his ankle or something Shit. like that. So he's pretty much out until I, I don't know what his injury is, but I know that it's not something simple. Mm. So he's you can forget about him for now. Yeah, man, I I'm worried for Golden State. I do think that they suck. I really do. I, I think that they don't have enough. I think that D'Angelo Russell was meant to be this savior in terms of like this tradable asset that's going to get them all this depth. Yeah. But if they get blown out every other night, no one's going to really want him. Like he's going to lose value real quick mm. unless they make a move soon. Yeah. Like we said, we're really overreacting because it's one game against possibly the best team in the league. Yeah. Um, we got to wait and give it a bit. We will definitely come back to this. I think we're. I think we're like sort of championing for it though yeah <laughs> whole, every, we're, we're here is. for it everyone is we're here for the changing of the guard it's, we love it we love this shit even what Pat we're Bev, a discomplacent generation Pat, even what Pat Bev actually said is like you know you you know, you know, guys have been cheating with KD it's a bit different now isn't it like he Pat Beverly is a massive cunt and I'm so here for it eh? yeah I love him yeah I'm, he is gonna stir the pot all the time yeah Good on him. He's finally on, like, that team. The Clippers could become a very much sort of hated team, I think. Yeah, like a just a heaps more talented version of the bad boys. Yeah. And I think <laughs> Kawhi actually could become... Kawhi's a bad cunt, I reckon. Just could, deep, deep down. He could become the bad guy of yeah. the league. Don't you reckon? Oh, that would catapult him. And the best thing books. would be if Kevin Durant comes back and actually is good mm. and... You know, next year you got this Kawhi vs. KD showdown. Oh, I'm here Damn, for it. man. That'll be so good. Oh, I'm so excited. The NBA's back. Okay, so should we switch over to the yeah, East? Yeah, I just... No, nah, I don't want to stay in the West. I just okay. want to talk about... Who else? The pairing of Kristaps Porzingis and Luka Dontich. 
You liking that? I'm loving it. Chris Tabs hasn't really skipped a beat by the looks of things. I mean, Mavs, Mavs are a team that I could seriously see causing an upset and slipping into the eight. Yeah. So, so like the, once again, it's two games, but Luka Doncic has just been fucking on fire. And again today, well, he just become the youngest player in NBA history, has the most triple doubles before turning 21. So today's line was 25 points, 10 and 10. And, uh, and last game he had 34 and 9. The guy's on a tear. He is in the air. Coming up big in the clutch. He's young, but he, again, he reminds me of someone that's kind of... He doesn't seem like he's in his second year. He seems like he's in his fifth year. Yeah. But I wonder, and because he did play all that professional basketball as a teenager in Europe as well. Mm, MVP of the league. I wonder whether or not Luca is going to really peak at around 25. And then by the time he's 30, he's going to be... He's dropping off and he's... Yeah, because there's so much mileage on him. Potentially. But but, but even if that's the case, I mean, we're in for another sort of five or six years of of peak Luca. I think he's going to be an all-star this season. He's great. Yeah. Um, All-NBA, all-star. I think he's real. Yeah, I'd be pretty excited if I was a Mavs fan. And like... They look great. And we can just... Who cares about the fact that they're a bunch of rapists and yeah no one cares about that shit as long um, as they can ball yeah sexual assaulting some of the most nicest people I know are sexual assaulters who cares yeah let's just talk about basketball yeah that's all in the past now yeah Mark Cuban never mattered to Kobe wash it under the rug people still love Kobe they do don't they yeah people still love Michael Jordan even after he got his dad killed yeah fuck as long as you can ball man (laughs) 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 it's all that matters because ball is life Adam Silver, just, I'm telling you, just let LeBron go to Miami, get on that HGH. It'd be good for the league. It'd be good for the league. It'd be After good for the Lakers. China debacle, we need it. Yeah, that's it. Let Kemba Walker get in the shit too, because that cunt sucks at the moment. <laughs> you want to switch? We need Lakers and Celtics to be strong. You want to flip east? We'll flip east. Okay. Well, Boston, I actually think that they've impressed me. Like, I was thinking that they might look a little worse than they actually do. They look pretty good, man. Mm-hmm. Um, Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum had the exact same line tonight. It was like 25, 9, and 4 or something. Really? Yeah, both had the same line. That's symmetry. That wouldn't have happened if Quarry was there. No. I like the fact that they won a close game today against Toronto. Mm. Toronto, today was a really good example of why they missed Kawhi. And it sounds like such an obvious thing, but I've definitely seen a lot of smoke on Twitter about Toronto saying oh they're going to be just as good mm. quoting their record without Kawhi after that first game they did well Fred Van Vliet and you had Pascal Siakam putting big numbers yeah yeah but that was against look the they're still going to be a great team they've still got a lot of the guys from last season they do but the thing is when the game was on the line there was about four or five minutes left mm. you saw guys like Gordon Hayward Kemba Walker Jason Tatum make big plays yeah and look to their credit Pascal Siakam and Kyle Lowry also made some decent plays, mm. but they, to me, they really lack that. Solomon assassin, Kawhi Leonard. He's a fucking <laughs> yeah. pretty big thing to miss. Yeah, um, and I think that it's going to be situations like that where you really notice that he's not there in crunch time, and that they yeah. aren't the team that they were. Mm. And I think that's that's why ultimately they are going to blow it up. I, I still do believe it. I think they'll trade Gasol and Lowry, and this Abaka. season, yeah. For real? Yeah, I think they will. Well, they're going to have to have a pretty shitty start for them to do that. Yeah, look, it's, again, we're... we're I, I honestly think Raptors are solid enough. They're going to have a good record. They'll be a top four seed in the in the East. So, the other thing about Boston is they've only played 
against the Sixers and now the Raptors. So yeah, potentially, two solid games. Or potentially two of the best, say, five or six teams in their conference. Definitely. Philly's defense looked amazing. Like, you know, they, they really did strangle Boston. Mm. But, yeah, I think the Celtics are going to be good this year. I think that they're going to beat most teams, especially out east. Yeah. I can really see them as... I think I had them as a fifth seed, but now I sort of can see a world where they become like the third seed. Yeah. Like I, I, at the moment, after what, two games? Especially I've, if Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown can take that next step, you know? The other thing, which is, is, the other thing is that Haywood looks normal. He looks like he's back to He just, looks 80% of what he was, which is good. That's a great player in yeah. the NBA, yeah. He looks... Um, His confidence looks like it's there. He's been, you know, plenty of drives to the to the rim. Mm. His athleticism, it looks like it's faded a little bit, but then he's three or four years older anyway. Yeah. So of course it would have. Yeah. Uh, and he's white. Yeah, I was about to say, and he's white. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, we're not blessed with them genes. Yeah. But um, yeah, like if you're a Celtics fan, I don't think you could be any more stoked with how Gordon Hayward looks. Yeah. I think he's possibly somebody that can contribute to a really winning season or mm. he's somebody that you could actually trade yeah because i think people might want him mm. you know because when you look at boston's money situation they are heading into um some pretty hefty now that they pay jalen 28 million a year yeah i mean to me that's almost like saying we're only gonna we're gonna ride gordon out yeah we're not re-signing him yeah because yeah, you got Jason Tatum coming up as well. So what's so, Gordon got left? He's got like two seasons. This one and the next one. I think one. he's got this season and he's got a player option for next year. Yeah. So you've got to assume he picks up the player option. It's like thirty five million. Yeah, hundred percent he will. Tatum will be extended next year. That'll be a max. Yeah. At that point you're gonna have Smart, Tatum, Brown, Kemba. Kemba. Yeah, they're going to be well. But they're going to be fucking well playing out their ass. So I actually think that they might trade Gordon Hayward yeah, this season. I think that makes the most logical sense. I, if they could get some, you know, something back for him, like some expiring contracts and an asset, something like Kevin that. Kevin Love. Well, then another old white guy. Yeah, but then you've also got his money <laughs> I'm too. Joking. Yeah, I know. It'd be interesting. To see. I think Stephen Adams makes sense. Mm. Yeah, hundred percent. Because Stephen Adams comes off the books yeah. as well, yeah. but he might be someone that you can keep on a cheaper deal. Bill Simmons is really high on Stephen Adams. Yeah, Adams obviously a mad Boston fan. So oh, he loves that shit. Loves it. What about Philly? Philly, I was so impressed by Ben Simmons. He was clearly the best player on the court that first game. Yeah, definitely. I'm feeling Ben Simmons this season. I'm feeling All NBA, definitely All Star. I'm feeling maybe All Defensive. Yeah, I mean. His confidence in that first game just was... He looked epic. It's funny. You know, like, Kevin O'Connor always raves on about the whole right-handed thing. Mm. I watched the highlights. So, obviously, I watched the whole game. Mm. And I agree. I thought... What ben, hand do you reckon Ben Simmons masturbates with? <laughs> <laughs> we should just tweet it live. She, yeah. She'd know. She'd know. She's whacked him off. <laughs> uh, no, but... um. <laughs> Every single play was like, whether it be a pass or a finish or pretty much every single play apart from that one dunk where he carved into the middle of the lane and threw it down with his left hand, was he finished with his right hand. Yeah. He really is... Looks, ambidextrous. Well, yeah. De he definitely is ambidextrous, but I actually think that he favours his right hand. Yeah. There's one play in particular, and it's the very first layup of the game for Ben. I think it might be the first points that they score 
for the season. Mm. He comes flying down. Like, he, he basically, I think it's off a made bucket from the Celtics. And he just goes 100 mile an hour right through the whole thing. On, mm. the left, on the left-hand side of the bucket, no one challenges the shot. And he puts it into his right hand and he lays it up with his right hand. On the right side? On the left-hand side of the bucket. Yeah, right. And it's like no left-handed player would do that. Yeah. Like you would, the most natural thing to do at that point oh. would be to lay it up with your yeah. left hand off the glass. Yeah. But he doesn't. He switches to his right hand. And it's plays like that that make me think maybe he is actually right-handed. Yeah. Like maybe he should be shooting right-handed. I don't think that we're going to see much progression of the jump shot this year. Yeah. Mostly because I don't think he's going to actually need it until the playoffs. And then I, I think, agree. Yeah. And then I think we're going to be in the same position as we were last year. Yeah. We're, we're going to hear all the same criticisms and everything like that. Yeah. Again, I'll, it's one game. A lot of the a lot of the problems he had in his rookie year and even last year too was his often uh, willingness to drive it to the bucket, and like that's his bread and butter. Yeah. And that game one and through preseason and stuff, that's all he was doing is just fucking getting to the rim at will like plowing through defenses like plowing through three dudes and just finding a way to finish and yeah. finishing at a good clip like yeah I, I agree with you I don't think we're going to see that three point shot develop but um, yeah he might not need it the rest of the team I'm definitely worried about their, their offence they actually looked good with Simmons on the floor and especially with Horford at the five it mm. looks modern mm. he was creating a lot of open looks for the guys yeah, but, but the Sixers shooters just aren't that great, and they're the kind of team that one night they might shoot fifty percent from three, uh, but the next night they might go seven for twenty nine, which yeah. is pretty much what they what they went in that opening game, and so I think they're going to end up averaging out around the thirty odd percent mark. And so I think Ben's real strength is getting open looks, but say you're getting an open look for a guy like um, Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris needs to be and above he needs to be a 45% three point shooter I reckon mm. well he was 40% in game one yeah good on him he needs to do that <laughs> on high to, volume yeah. he needs to yeah it was only two, 2 or 5 yeah yeah which is you know 2 or 5 is okay I think if he could I'd like to see him average 3 to 4 makes mm. a game mm. from 3 and shoot something like sort of 9 to 10 shots per game mm. so basically double what he just did yeah that's what I like to see from Tobias. He really is just going to be a role player this season. And that's where he's going to be most valued. The other thing is Embiid. Like, it's only one game. He only played like 20-odd minutes, 25 minutes, something like that. Uh, they they didn't bring him back on. I think he obviously had a sprained ankle and a busted lip. And they brought Kylie Quinn out. And Kylie mm. Quinn was great. He closed out the game at yeah. the five. Yeah. But I do wonder whether or not Embiid might be best used in like a 20 to 30 minute max per game don't play back to backs Sixers Twitter are fucking throwing flans at you right now well that's to me where he looks best he, he looks like the sort of guy and he's still gonna he's still gonna average like close to 20 points and 15 rebounds yeah. a couple of blocks and then you're gonna have the odd game where he's where the matchup is really in his favour and he plays more like 35 to 36 minutes and he goes off for 40 or whatever Yeah, but just in general I'd like to see the Sixers play more of their offense with Simmons and um, Horford mm. and shooters and less Embiid. Mm. It'd help with his um, load management, for sure. Yeah. Until he gets 
really fit and healthy and loses weight and all that stuff. I don't know. Like to me, like he's still like it's one game and he got a busted lip and a sprained ankle. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like Yeah, he is injury prone. Yeah. But we need to see more of Philly. Yeah. To really have much of a you know at the moment I'd say that their defence looks like it could be the best rated defence in the league, yeah. Yeah. Um and their offence looks clunky as fuck. Yeah. But that's pretty much it for East. Oh, no, Milwaukee played. No, look, let's talk about Brooklyn because I know you want to talk about your boy. Oh, yeah, Kyrie. <laughs> what a debut. Yeah, look, there's already some tension there, isn't there? You can tell, like, Nets Twitter and some of the stuff that's been said is like the players are a little bit... He's a hog. He's a fucking hog. Yeah, they didn't play Karis LeVert the last 20 minutes of today's game. Yeah, and good because Kyrie got him the, the W, didn't he? Yeah. The, the camera panned... To KD after Kyrie made a super clutch shot at what the end. What was his reaction? He just had this like he sort of shook his head like as if to say, "Finally, you let Kyrie shoot it, and of course he makes it. You dumb cunts." Yeah. That was the look on his face. Yeah. I I feel like there might be a bit of a Nets thing where it's going to be like, if you're with us, you're you got to buy in. Yeah, but if you're against us, we're going to just going to trade. Don't resist. You. We're going to trade you. Yeah, because all the young guys are so tradable too. They have got some fucking great. Young tradable assets. Yeah, like Karis LeVert. Mate, what could you get in return for Karis LeVert? There's so many teams that would want him. He, he's on a nice deal. Mm. Uh, he's a, obviously a really good player. He's on yeah. a great deal, yeah. There'd be a bunch of teams out there that would want him. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and once KD comes back, forget about it, young boys. Like, mm. Spencer Dinwiddie, you're going to be coming off the bench with your fucking Bitcoin contract, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, oh. Let's see how much your investors are getting paid out then with your, <laughs> with your five shots per game. So what's the guy who wants to invest his salary into Bitcoin or into a digital no, currency? No, he, he wants to turn his salary into a, um, a digital commodity, basically, where investors can buy it. Yeah, and then the the advantage for him is he gets his money up front. So see, because he signed like a three year deal worth say forty million or whatever it is. Mm. So he's he's guaranteed that money, except for if he like did drugs or something like that or got kicked out. Like that's the risk you take as an investor. Yeah. So what it is is you give him one hundred and fifty grand. That's the minimum buy in. So you have got to be like an accredited investor. You got to be rich basically. Yeah. Um, at least to begin with. So you put in one hundred and fifty grand. And he pays dividends, so I think the interest was something like I read it was like six or seven percent. Um, so you get a return over three years. You mm-hmm. get your money back plus seven percent, and what he gets is all of his money up front. And then he's backing himself to invest that money and make more money than what he's going to get paid. So he's going to take thirty million. He's going to turn it into sixty. Yeah. So he's essentially doubling with smart investments, mind you. If he that does poor investment. He's going to short NBA's stock with China and shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, don't know what he, I don't know what he's going to do, but I'm assuming... I, I mean, I'm hoping that he's going to do something, something safe yeah. because otherwise he'd get himself into some real trouble. Like if, if he lost <laughs> a bunch of money with a bad investment yeah. and then the money that he was getting paid by the Nets had to go straight to his investors and mm. not to him. He, because he could be fucking broke. Hmm. Uh, it's pretty wild, eh? It is kind of wild, but it's also kind of cool. Um, yeah, I think it's cool. You know, look, if you've got 30 million US mm. and you've got some smart people around you, yeah, I've got no doubt in my mind that at minimum they could turn it into 45 million US risk-free yeah. in three years. Yeah. 
Like there are people out there that know how to make money into more money. Mm. And when you've got that much money, it's not hard to sort of surround yourself with those kinds of people or hire those kinds of people Yeah, and do it. Like, but the, the risk for the NBA, I know we're going on a massive tangent here. <laughs> it's good. The risk for the NBA is that every player wants to start doing this shit. And like, really like you're talking about, um, what's it matter to the NBA? Why they got a problem with it? It's risky. And also you're bringing in, yeah. you're bringing in investors from all over the place. Of fish, um, eh? And yeah. And so if, imagine if every player, so say like, Tobias Harris just got a $180 million contract from mm. Philly. Imagine if he opened that up to everyone. Like, you and me could invest in Tobias Harris. I'd never do that. No, but you could. And yeah. so, so you had ten grand. That was mm. the minimum buy-in. And it was a five-year deal for Tobias. Yeah. So you get you put your ten grand in or whatever was the minimum. Mm. And that uh, after five years, that was going to turn into... You, you're going to get paid, say, $1,000 or $1,500 a year interest. Mm. So you're going to make... 15% say Yeah And you know what it's like Right now in the Australian banks You can only make 2% at best Yeah Off cash Yeah That might be a good spot To put your 10 grand You're going to walk away with After 5 years You're going to walk away with like 18,000 How do you go about it? Just tweet at him Say I want to invest or Yeah so <laughs> The thing is like That's the risk I think That all these little guys Make more money mm-hmm. The big wigs don't like that But it it's not just that it's messy yeah it's and just uncharted particularly, the particularly Spencer Dinwiddie the way he's doing it he's like he believes that cryptocurrency is the future mm. um, and he's he's making an investment in that yeah which is a risk it's because, fucking dangerous man well it's just a risk because yeah cryptocurrency might not be the future mm. Google just came up with um, it like, might be like a mini disc you know the mini disc come out before the fucking iPod yeah that's yeah, what it could be, you know? Totally, man. Google just came up with a quantum computing solution mm. that just said they can do, I think it's like something like they can solve like 10,000 problems or, or like uh, they can basically compute. They've got mm. something with quantum computing that compute, I think it was like 10,000 times quicker than the supercomputer, current supercomputers. And that is the sort of thing yeah. that is going to potentially make something like Bitcoin and cryptocurrency obsolete a lot quicker than people think it is going to be like yeah you know like it it might not even ever take it might be there might be something even better and even quicker and even mm. more sensible that comes along in the next five years that makes the whole cryptocurrency thing just a huge fad mm. this podcast has taken a massive turn i hope you're still listening <laughs> yeah no it's, um, it's good i don't hear other podcasts talking about this shit yeah so that's kind of like a you know like yeah. what he's doing yeah and apart from that, he's he is sort of still getting buckets in there, and so is Kyrie. Yeah, game winner today. <laughs> Go Shit. Brooklyn, they're my favorite. Mate, that was your prediction. You were high, you saying Kyrie is fly under the radar. He's been underrated, and so far he's averaging thirty eight points. Yep, yeah, he looks like the Kyrie of old. He, I'm a bit worried that Brooklyn have, you know, they've dropped that first game, and then they've only just beaten the, the Knicks. Like they're mm. they're not looking great yet. Yeah, early days. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, who else? I say, obviously, the other big wig in, in the East. Let's just quickly touch on Milwaukee. One game, they beat the Rockets on the road. Mm. Giannis had a triple massive double. triple double. He fouled out with five minutes to go. They run their offense through Brook Lopez. Yeah. He got it done. Yeah. To me, like, they're picked he up. He was big in the fourth quarter, Brook. He was yeah. hitting some threes. and Yeah. They've, to me, they've picked up exactly where they left off. I mm. think they're still the team to beat 
Yeah. In the I, th- I honestly think they're going to have the best record in the league. Yeah, I think they are too. And, you know, like, Giannis is... He's potentially going to go to another level. Yeah. He's not any worse, that's for sure. Fuck no. <laughs> he's looking amazing. <laughs> um, I was actually impressed with the Rockets. It was obviously a bit of a quiet game for James Harden, even though he racked up loads of assists. But Russell Westbrook, mate, that was a great debut. Yeah, like, Harden and Westbrook weren't really efficient from the field. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this to me like that game was interesting because both teams would have walked away feeling pretty positive. Like, yeah, if you're the Houston, you're like, we just shot twenty odd percent between our main two guys, and we and almost we beat, beat the, the best team in the well, yeah, potentially one of, one of the best teams in the league. Yeah, they you could argue they should have beat them. Yeah, um, and then it was just uh, Milwaukee's depth got them there in the end. Yeah, I think there was to me it was just pretty evenly matched. Yeah, and then it came down to matchups mm. and. Houston are a little bit small. I think Rockets are a piece away. As you say, yeah. like, PJ Tucker at the four is just not really doing it. Yeah. He'd be much better at the three. And Clint Capella is... He's really good at some things, mm. and he's quite flawed in other ways. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, yeah, I think that they could definitely use... And they can't play Nene. Back mm. to money stuff. Yeah. Like, if Nene plays more than... I think it's if it, I can't remember how many games it is. I think it's... Anyway. <laughs> they can't play in a name much, otherwise he'll make a guaranteed version of his salary and then that puts him into the luxury tax. So they have to sit him yeah. and give him DNPs and they can't waive him. That was what all that controversy was over earlier in the year about what Daryl Morey tried to do some shit and the NBA said no. Yeah. Um, or the Players Association said no. I can't remember. But anyway, yeah. Daryl Morey's had a rough trot. He has. But basically, they <laughs> can't play in an A much. They can't play him in, like, if they do. And then, he's one guy they could really use. Yeah, yeah. He, they could that's use fun. his size. So that's the whole mm. thing's a bit, bit funny. They need how, some. How would Nene feel about that? That's fucking. Well, he's not going to get his money. He'd feel yeah. shitty. He'd feel shit. Because they're going to play him enough that they can don't have to guarantee the salary so they can. I think that would make him a nice tradable piece, actually. He could be good for the Lakers. Yeah, possibly. I mean, he'll end up getting bored out, I'd say. Mm. Yeah. Anyone else you want to touch on? Any other teams? No, I think that like we just got to keep an eye on all the stuff that we've spoken of. Well, obviously, yeah. there's so much more stuff. I'm like looking this. forward to next podcast. The yeah, Real the- Deal versus Real Concerns. One of my favourite pods. It's generally a few weeks in. And, and even then, like it's when we do the Real Deal or the Real Concern, say three or four weeks into the season. It's still early days, and it's, it's funny how like we hit on most things, but there's some yeah. things that we're we're going to argue. Wrong on. I we're mean, gonna I was argue. making the case for Orlando Magic three years ago. Aaron Gordon coming out and start the season so hot. I'm like, yeah, no, these guys, they got together. They're, this is their time. They're going to go. Yeah, that Next t- minute. Next minute, they didn't make They were like, yeah, 14th in the fucking East or something. Anyway, I'm just happy the NBA's back. Me too. Oh, I'm excited. Anyway, Michael, it's been fun. We're The Fuzz. You can check us out on Twitter at TheFuzzNBA. Give us a five-star review if you feel to. You don't have to. No, you, you We love it. Fucking someone better, though. We haven't had one in a while. Fuck. It'd be nice. Yeah, we love it. Anyway, we love yous. I'm Byron James. I'm Michael Keith. We'll catch you in a fortnight for our real deal versus the real concern. Peace!